Hey y'all, you're listening to the Ministry and All the Things podcast, where we talk about ministry, parenting, love, and more. Guys, welcome back to Ministry and All the Things. I am your host, Amber Wyrock, and I am so excited to have you join. But today, I wanted to talk about things that I never knew that I would care about or never knew would be a thing. You know, when I was growing up, I I feel like I had this very clear picture of what I thought adulthood would be like. You know, didn't we all? I mean, I can tell you this first and foremost, I thought that I would feel like an adult. You know, there are still times at 36 that I just, I still don't feel like an adult. I have three kids, one of which is quickly approaching adolescence. I've been married to my husband for 12 years. I pay bills, a lot of them. I've been in my current ministry position for nearly eight years. I drink black coffee. All of these are very adult things, and yet there are so many days I kind of feel like an imposter in an an adult body. Uh, Please don't tell anyone that I really genuinely have no clue what I'm doing most of the time. But all of the things that I thought adulthood would be like, there are also a ton of things that I just never expected. Some are related to marriage, some related to parenthood, some related to the workplace, but all are things that I just never really anticipated would be something that I cared about or or if something that I would find myself in. So uh, there's probably way more than this, but I wanted to share three of those things with you. Number one, I never thought that I would pick up after my husband. You know, as a teen and a young adult, I had all kinds of ideas of what marriage would look like. You know, dreams of this 50-50 relationship floated through my head. We would be equals. I most certainly wouldn't be a housewife, and I don't even want you to come near me with that stay-at-home title. My husband would be a grown man who would take care of his own laundry. (laughs) Sorry, that was hard. I can't not laugh at that. We would share the cooking and the cleaning responsibility, and both of us would contribute financially to the household. You know, and while some of those things are certainly true, others just kind of look a lot different on this side of I do. I am not a stay-at-home mom per se, but my kids and their needs are at the forefront of my mind at all times. And I do contribute financially, but because of my husband's hours at work, I contribute in a million other ways too. We are partners, but partnership looks different than I thought it would. Partners doesn't mean that he manages himself and I manage me, but partner means that I call him when I'm heading to the store to make sure that he doesn't need anything. And partners means that when there's a car maintenance need, He usually takes care of it before I'm even aware that there is a need. Partners means that sometimes I pick up his dirty socks or the t-shirt and put it in the hamper just two feet away. I never thought that I would be that wife. But the cool part is come to find out being a wife that serves her husband, a wife that fills in the gaps for him, a wife that is cared for in similar ways, that is way better than my adolescent or young adult self could have ever thought. The second thing that I feel like I didn't know would be a thing, 
Um, I never thought I'd be a mom that is running all over the place. I can tell you right now, making sure my kids are well-rounded and have lots of experiences with extracurricular activities was just never really on my radar. When my girls were young, they all took gymnastics on the same day at the same time. I mean, let's talk about, you know, efficient. Three kids, one activity, done. And for a while, it worked. But guess what? My kids are really different from one another. And that means that they have really different interests. What one loves, the other finds to be tedious or boring. So in time, it became really clear that in order to cultivate their own personalities and their own interests, I would have to give up some of that efficiency. And I have found that I love it. And don't get me wrong, some nights when I'm rushing in the door from work and I'm helping kids with homework and I'm slinging dinner on the table and shoving it down the kids' throats all before we load up the car again and have to drive around all night for activities, that part isn't necessarily fun. But the unexpected joy that I have found and the part that I never knew that I would care about is seeing their interest and their talents kind of unfold before my eyes. You know, my middle daughter, Shelby, is still in gymnastics, but her love for it and her progress in her skills has only increased since her sister stepped away from it. It's hers. There's ownership now. My oldest has actually tried several different things, basketball, art class, musical theater, piano. And, and I'll be honest, when she started kind of skipping around, it frustrated me. It, it bothered me because I thought, you know, find your thing and stick with it. But what I'm discovering about her is that that, the trying different things, is who she is. She is the kid that doesn't want to miss anything, and she wants to try it all. She wants to taste from all the different things. And then there's my little Rue, who's only six and adorable. And she is in dance class. She loves it. But honestly, her first love is not dance. Her first love is being on the stage. She's literally told me this. Mom, I really love being on the stage. And that shows in her life everywhere she is. She is a performer through and through. And this isn't the only part of parenthood that I didn't expect. Um, I have way more conversations about bodily functions and teeth brushing and shoe tying than I care to admit. But this is a very amazing part that I am so glad that I get to know, that I get to be on the front row, have a front row seat to seeing who my girls are now and who they will become tomorrow. Something I didn't know, but that I'm discovering. And then the third area that, that I think took me off guard or, or caught me you know, kind of unaware is when it comes to work. And this part isn't really about that I didn't care about it. It just speaks more to my naivete as a, as a young adult. You know, when I was in my adolescent years, I never really calculated that I would deal with sexism and ageism in the workplace. You know, I, I just assumed that I would be evaluated on my character and on my skill and on my work ethic. You know, why would my gender 
or age make a difference. But I was wrong. You know, starting out, I actually thought that I would have it pretty easy. You know, right out of college, I entered a social service field, which is, to be honest, a pretty female-dominated career path. You know, social work, volunteer coordination, counseling. There is not a lack of women in this field. But what I didn't anticipate was, one, the assumption that because I am a woman, my number one desire is to be at home with my kids. And that, two, the assumption that because I was young, I had nothing of value to offer. Now, these are assumptions, these assumptions were not just perpetuated by the opposite sex either. They came from my own gender, which I think was the most shocking and the most alarming of it all. You know, I was working full-time and going to grad school full-time when I got pregnant with my first daughter. And, you know, that wasn't exactly our plan per se, but we were excited nonetheless. And the number of people who assumed that I would not only quit my job, but quit my grad program was staggering. It, it wasn't even a question of, you know, are you going to stay in grad school? It was like, so what are you going to do now? When are you going to go back to grad school? Or, you know, are you guys, when, when's your last day at work? When are you going to start staying home? And the number of people who then, when I clarified that I would not be quitting either, who openly judged me then, was even worse. They couldn't understand my perspective and they judged me for it. You know, my age was a factor as well. I had someone tell me as I was finishing my graduate program in counseling at almost 27, I was 27 years old, that there was no way I had anything to offer the counseling community as I had barely lived any life. It was shocking and distressing, and not because I necessarily believed him. I, I didn't. I knew better. Logically, I knew better, but because I realized that this would be something I would continue to encounter in my life. It was a bit of a wake-up moment for me. You know, and now, being in ministry, I can't say it's much different. Now, I have to say this. I am fully supported by my lead pastor, and our staff is, a, is full of people with diverse backgrounds, ages, and genders. My skill and capability here is never questioned by my boss based on my gender or age. I am trusted, supported, and valued here at Impact. But I can't necessarily say the same for others in the church culture. I've had people make assumptions about my job, comments like, so you're the church secretary? You know, because that is a more acceptable female role in church ministry. Or assumptions about my status. You work part-time, or you just work on Sundays, right? And unfortunately, I've even had assumptions made about my skill and my capability level. There's no way around it. It sucks. It's wrong, and I feel that I feel a cultural pressure to never let my guard down. Because if I somehow don't do something perfectly, someone might attribute it to the fact that I'm a woman. You know, at this point, age is a little bit less of a thing. Now I am 36 after all. And it's wrong that because I'm a mom who is working outside of the home, I feel that I'm under scrutiny in this culture. Scrutiny that if I need to put my kids first, that's a problem. And then scrutiny on the flip side, if I need to put my job first. It's just wrong. And I genuinely did not expect it when I entered the workplace. And with three girls that I'm raising, 
I'm, I'm faced with this dilemma. How do I prepare them for this? What will the culture look like when they're making decisions about their career paths? Will they be judged based on their character and their skill and their work ethic? Or will the fact that they are young and female be all that others around them can see? I feel like this is a topic that would be worth exploring in the future, and I would love to do that. But for now, I need to wrap up this podcast. I'm off to other things today, but before I go, I wonder if you have had things as an adult that have taken you by surprise, things that you thought you would care about that don't seem that important now, or maybe things that you never even imagined would be a part of your life. I would love to hear about these things. You can reach me by email at amber at impactkc.com and tell me all about those things that have really impacted your life as an adult and the things that you never imagined you would be a part of and now you are. And that's all I have for today, guys. So until next time, we'll see you then.